What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Wrestling Rumors Podcast. I'm your host, Matt McCool, and I am joined this week once again by JJ McDermott and Adam Daly. What's going on, guys? What's up, big guy? How you doing? Matt, JJ, what's going on, guys? How you doing? What's up, Adam? Good to see you again. Absolutely phenomenal. Breaking news today in WWE. SmackDown is going live on Tuesdays, and WWE is actually splitting their brands for the first time in a few years. So I want to get your guys' initial reactions to this. Um, well, I like the live SmackDown shows. That's going to be cool. I'm not too keen on the brand, on the brand split right as of right now. I just feel like with all the releases and I don't I just feel like the the talent will be diminished a little bit on Raw and SmackDown. But I get I I do get the whole big picture. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I enjoyed the brand split. I thought if if you could create competition with your in your own company to try and put on a better show and one up each other. Um, if they go back to that, you know, that kind of model that they had when they did, you know, I keep hinting at the, you know, the, the SmackDown 6 and when Heyman was running the show and you know, stuff like that. But um, I'm excited because I think they have enough talent to, because I think if, you know, everybody wants Finn Balor up, everybody wants Samoa Joe up, everybody wants Austin Aries up, you know, I mean, these are guys that you can pull up to the main roster now. And even though they let, had so many releases, I feel like there's guys that they can pull up and they're probably about to sign even more people for all we know. Um, but, you know, it's the way people are leaving TNA, who's, who knows who might end up on their roster soon. But um, that was my initial reaction. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. It is awesome, and it was SmackDown was amazing when Heyman was running it because it, it had better ratings than Raw. It was, it was a better show. But I just I don't want the brand to be split and then have the talent go have the talent pool be split and then bring people up and then have NXT get weaker. I just think I just think the timing needs to be right for this to be executed properly. That's all I'm saying. Right. No, I can I can see that. Well I mean at the same time though, JJ, we talked about this for a long time. We said that they have enough talent to do it for sure. I think they absolutely do. And the releases don't impact that at all. I mean look would Cody Rhodes have maybe been a world champion? Should he have been? Maybe. Same with Bad News Barrett. But they do have a lot of high-end main event talent. You're thinking about John Cena, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, young guys like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. And who's to say? I mean, they're not going to keep like start bringing up people in droves right now. They don't need to sign everybody. But there's enough talent to structure both shows where you can have kind of have a split between, okay, the tag team division is on one show, women's titles is on one show, and then the champion kind of goes back and forth and you can still have individual rivalries with people and have it fill enough tv time because remember smackdown is still only two hours long right so that's that's also something i was i was thinking of like what are they gonna do about the title is that guy is like roman reigns is gonna bounce back and forth or whoever the champion is at that time um are, are they gonna have to pull double duty or, or is that gonna be held on raw and then the smackdown guys can still compete for a number one contendership on smackdown but I just don't, I don't know where they're. I don't want them to split the titles at all because I like having one belt. But it's just another. It's not a, not even a concern. It's just a question I have. I just want to know what they're gonna do. It's not because I'm not concerned about that. They'll figure something out. I would like to see it done almost in a different way so that they made it like obvious that they were competing against each other. And, and I know I've been making a lot of comparisons to UFC and boxing and stuff like that recently, but I would almost like to see this as like a UFC versus Bellator kind of thing. You know, you're, they're always trying to, but that doesn't mean that talent, 
like every once in a while, like the champion, should, you know, should absolutely flip back and forth between each show. And I don't think it has to rotate like alternate months either. Um, I think it's just whatever organically kind of happens. But I think it would be cool too that like even though if you had talent exclusive to whatever show, make the shows have like inner rivalries. You know, make every pay per view there's a Raw versus SmackDown match, or you know, so that that way you're kind of tying both shows together while keeping them separate. I, I if they did it the, in, in a fresh manner, I think I think it could be a really good idea. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's so much potential there, and the talent the the talent definitely is there. I know I'm overthinking it and like overreacting almost a little bit, but I my main concern I just I know they want to bring guys up. I just don't want to see NXT be left with like three or four veterans to carry the entire card and then the rest be developmental guys. That's my thing. Well, that that's where, that's where they are now. I mean, beyond the TNA guys and Samoa Joe, like what's your Who's your young up and coming guy that's only on NXT? I don't know. Elias Sampson and Ty Dillinger. Yeah, but they're. I, I, I wouldn't I, consider them. Nakamura. I mean, I yeah. mean, even Nakamura is a veteran though. Like NXT right. is NXT is already a different kind of show. This might be an effort to kind of make NXT another developmental brand again and kind of bring all the other veterans up. I don't think it's going to happen like right away, but it wouldn't be a bad idea. There's just enough TV time to fill, like, for people just to have a lot more of a showcase, like Apollo Cruz. I know who Apollo Cruz. He has no character on on the main roster. No, but I know who he is. There's no point to him. But right. him him on a different show is a he'd be able to get a lot more time and definitely help benefit his career a lot more. And JJ, you know what? To your point about like about kind of overreacting. No, dude, you are not overreacting. That's why I started laughing, and you know, <laughs> people couldn't see me. Only because. You know, sometimes when they rush plans because they, they hit a panic switch, it, it isn't executed properly. You know, um, I think, you know, I look back at the invasion angle uh, that I was at the invasion pay-per-view in, in Cleveland back in, you know, when they bought WCW. That's awesome. And, oh. and I look at that where, you know, that angle could have been stretched out for such a long time and it just seemed like they rushed it. And there was a bunch yeah. of reasons why they had to, you know, uh, you know, behind the scenes and all kinds of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think that, but no, that's that brother, that's a good concern because how many times where it's like, okay, we, you know, whether we've asked for it or not, or, you know, there's always been a rumor about it. We finally haven't, we get, there's, we, we hit that excitement level of like, oh, this is, could be so awesome, but are they going to screw it up somehow? You know, and there's, there's always that second guessing. And, and I think that we as fans, um, you know, I don't think that's being hypercritical. Like, like we, you know, that, that I, don't, I think that's a fair assumption because all of their ideas are 50, 50, you know, and it's a, to split the brands again is a big time move. And it is a 50-50 roll of the dice. So I do hope that there is a fresh take on it. Or your concerns, JJ, I think might be, you know, there might be some validity behind them because it, it can't feel stale and it can't feel reused. No, definitely not. And that's awesome, by the way, that you were an Invasion because that's one of my favorite pay-per-views. I love that one. Um, but it, uh, it's not... It, what am I, it, is a, it is a real concern, I guess. But it's... And just because I found out the news today... And I didn't get to read too much in on it yet, but I do know enough about it to to have it to have an opinion. And when they and when WWE usually announces these kind of moves and just says like, oh, well, by the end of the summer we're gonna have two brands and there's gonna be two different divisions and and that's and they're gonna have to find themselves and that's it and you have to deal with it. Well, a lot of times with WWE, at least in most recent years, it's not like you said it hasn't worked out well. And when you rush these kind of things, you're gonna get my my type of opinions and the IWC has been blowing up about this and I know I'm not alone in my opinion on this too so thank you for that right. comfort thank you for that comfort Adam it's no 
Yeah, that, no, that's the realist, I think, in us, though, that, you know, we have to see that, for example, like with me, I didn't, I thought they split the title, or, or they combined the titles at the wrong time. I thought when they decided to unify the titles, it was right after basically CM Punk left. Uh, you know, I mean, they just it just seemed like a, a Punk left. Brian was always like kind of hurt, but not there. They didn't know what they wanted to do with them. It, it seemed like it was an odd time. They, they, they didn't have as much talent or uh, they, they had a ton of talent that they could have been utilizing. Like, why then? You know, um, I, I, I don't I don't know, because I, I think there was a lot of years where they could have just had one title and got away with it. And then we wouldn't have had. Seamus or, or Del Rio or like some of the people that held like the world uh, the world heavyweight championship you know yeah. um, and I'm not saying anything negative against them guys but I just I didn't agree with when they unified the belts and just gave it basically handed it off to Brock Lesnar to go away you know it was kind of a really weird time because at that point in December of 2013 you only had a few like top line main eventers Randy Orton John Cena Daniel Bryan CM Punk and that's about it. I mean, if you guys remember, big shows in the main event of Survivor Series in that year, which was ridiculous, which is why I, I always talked about how, oh, the fall is so bad, yet big shows in the main event of Survivor Series, not like less than three years ago, which is ridiculous. But I think the whole idea of Stephanie and Shane competing to make Raw and SmackDown, or Stephanie and Triple H, whoever, is would definitely fuel competition and help make it feel like it is competitive. I love the idea of having it be like UFC versus Bellator. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I hope that because and again in the reality era and and I think that if I do think that Triple H and Stephanie are bringing some fresh ideas and and there's a younger creative team. Granted, at the end of the day, it still goes through Vince and his right hand men. We all know that, <laughs> but I do yeah. think that there is. I, I do think that we're getting a lot of fresh ideas that at least are testing them out and the ones that they are testing out seem to be working so i i just hope you know just like you guys i'll admit there i have my concerns i i have i would like to maybe i would like to see two titles i'll admit i'm in i'm in the minority there but i would like to see two championships um i think it would be a good way to please your corporate fans and please your your hardcore you know iwc style fans at the same time um i think there's there's just different ways they can do it but you know at the same time i'm i'm They've been proving us wrong for about the past six to nine months with everything they've been doing. Like people have been saying, "Oh, this is stupid; it doesn't work." But then everything's made sense long term. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's really the same way with this one. Maybe I'm just being too optimistic about it. Maybe that's <laughs> my problem. <laughs> you are very optimistic with things, but I'm also I'm very pessimistic about things. So <laughs> it, de- it, de- it depends on the show. Yeah, it depends on the topic too. But, and uh, I think also we're just getting used to like after WrestleMania, we're just getting used to this like quote unquote new era. And there's so much new stuff going on, and they keep surprising us every week. And even before that, even like how they had Roman Reigns win the title at Raw, and we were there in Philly. Yeah, that was and ridiculous. That like that hasn't happened in years. Just how they're they're doing these small little things, and in the recent months, they've been they really amped it up. So it's just a very drastic move in such a short time because I was just getting used to them bringing up these new guys and seeing what the new talent had to offer, and seeing like Stephanie and Shane get. Um, a backstage sec- their their backstage have seen their their chemistry intermingle, and I, I think it's just a bit it's a big bomb to be dropped on one day after so much stuff has already happened, and we're all and we've already been talking about all this new stuff. It's it's definitely a valid point. It was I, when I saw it, I thought that SmackDown was going to be live. I'm like, oh cool, it's going to make the storylines better. But I saw separate rosters. I was like, are you kidding me? This should have been an announcement like for a pay per view or something. All the talk was. Maybe after payback because of the whole control thing. But a lot of the talk was like after SummerSlam this would happen. Not right now. But 
although the timing is weird, we are getting into a new era, and I, I, I'm one that really do does not want to see two titles at all, and I'm I just come from like seeing no offense saying this like Sheamus and Big Show and the Great Khali and Dolph Ziggler holding the World Heavyweight Championship and then the WWE Champion is just that much better and on a whole different level I know that Smackdown was still taped at that time but I just feel like the WWE Championship should can either go on one show for a little bit like you said or the champion can kind of switch shows and that makes Intercontinental title and the US title a lot more valuable on their respective shows. I loved when they had the Undisputed Champion back in the day that w- would go on both shows and wasn't just for one show in general. It depends on how you want to book it and what you want to do with it, I guess. Right, and also, I'm not big on the two titles either just because they, they've, they've done so much in the past couple years to boost the IC title, and it's come so far compared to when before, like when it was two titles, and the World Heavyweight and the WWE title separate diminishes the IC title, and the IC title is should be the mid-card title, and it should be it should be right behind the World Championship. That's my favorite. And then it also, then it really belittles the U.S. champion. And that, that, belt, that belt should be non-existent if you already have two champion, two main champions and an IC title. Now, do you guys think that they would keep the World Heavyweight Championship, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, on Raw and and actually keep that person away from SmackDown altogether? All like, until, you know, I mean, I don't know how you would do that because then only a certain roster pulls. So, you know, the champion's going to have to float back and forth somehow if they, you know, if they don't have, um, if they decide not to split the titles up again. You would almost think that the world champ would have to float back and forth. You know, the, the women, you could the women's division, like you guys said, we can keep on one show. We would definitely have to keep the tag team divisions on one show. The Cruiserweight Championship is going to obviously be, you know, be on one of the shows too. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I guess maybe that's where I'm, I'm questioning what they're going to do because they, they'd have to have the champion float back and forth. I'm um, with you on that completely. Yeah, they'd have to. There, there's definitely a lot of questions because it's like, when they do a number one contenders match, if they float on both shows, where does that match happen? Like, on Raw or SmackDown. If it's always on Raw, then Raw is clearly the more important show. So if, if you're going to be live, you have to make the shows equal, which is what I'm hoping we see. But there still can't be that preference, and that's the issue I have with and it. What, would, what would be cool to see, and this would never happen just because it's it's too far-fetched, but it would always be cool if they even did bring back like a fictitious ranking system so that they could pit a number one and number two contenders against each other and all all of a sudden it always happens to be somebody from Raw, somebody from SmackDown, but yeah. whoever is the higher seed would get the match on their turf. So the Raw superstar would get the number one contenders match on Raw, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like against the SmackDown opponent. So that whoever whoever the champion is, you're taking a two number one contenders from each show, having them wrestle a number one contenders match to face the champion. Um, that would be something because I, if they do a brand split, I'll admit I want to see some sort of rivalry between the two brands. Oh yeah, I I loved when they had bragging rights. I mean, I thought they could have done so much more with it. I want to I want it to feel like it's actual competition against each other. The first show after the first live SmackDown is Battleground, so I mean they're obviously doing that. I mean we I grew up watching wrestling with SmackDown versus Raw and all the video games, so I love that. I think that's awesome. And I also love the idea of like a BCS style ranking where like maybe Stephanie and Shane run Raw and SmackDown respectively and they have to rank the superstars based off their performance. But yet like Stephanie might hold some people back, Shane might too, so it's going to cause a lot of angst and opinions to come out from the IWC. Like just like the BCS, like who should be when it was the old BCS, like 
who should be number two, who should be number one, and then that third that third guy is stuck even though they're undefeated. You guys know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, it does make a lot of sense. And that is a really good idea that I, I completely forgot about, actually. But I think they could also do that, and it doesn't have to be all year. They could do that around the draft, and Matt and I have always talked about how much Aww. the draft is awesome. I, lo- they, I think, I seriously think they could make the draft its own pay-per-view show, and on the network. Yeah, absolutely. Or just replace. You could replace Battleground. Who the hell cares and about Battleground? I will tell you guys right now. Like, just we will do an abs- like a whole right before the draft. We will do an entire mock draft show for the Wrestling Rumors podcast oh gosh, for yeah. sure. I'm so I love the draft. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. It would be nice if they had it as like a, one of those WWE live events that they put on the network on like a Saturday night, or you know, it could be just randomly in the middle of the week, just on a, on a random Wednesday night, yeah, yeah. just just surprise the city. It's you know, you're gonna say, maybe they're having trouble selling them out of the arena somewhere. Surprise the city, hey, we're having the draft that night. It's gonna air. You're gonna sell more tickets. I mean, granted, we're thinking probably too far outside the box, but um, it, it would be. Fun. I want to see a draft where it's 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 not on Raw or SmackDown. I would love to see it separate, like you guys said. It, it would be a good idea. Yeah, I. I... It, I just don't think I would like to see it on a Raw, but then what do you do about SmackDown? Then you're just kind of diminishing SmackDown. So I feel like with all the special live events, that is the perfect venue to do it. Could, it. it could be on. It could be at Battleground. I mean, I think it's definitely after Money in the Bank. I was actually yeah. just this summer watching the old WWE draft um, from 2002 with Ric Flair and Vince McMahon, which was awesome, by the way. The only bad part about that was it was at Penn State, so we definitely can't do that again. Oh no, no! I, and this bad is the last PR. Thing I'll say before I, I was gonna say this is the the last thing I'll say before I duck out. Uh, as somebody that went, somebody that went to Penn State, no, please do not have it there. Um, even though I can't make a Sandusky joke, this is a professional show. Go ahead. That, no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, anywhere but Penn State. Please. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think the draft and everything will be really interesting. We'll have to see, you know, who goes where. But, I mean, JJ, in your ideal world, how do you see the brand split in terms of who controls Raw and SmackDown? Where, where, the, ti- where the titles go? Well, uh, that's a bomb of a question. But, yeah, oh, by, by the way, Adam had to duck out. He only had a... You can only be on for a short amount of time, unfortunately. He's he's going on his awesome um, comedy show, Wrestling With. It's a over eighteen show. They have a lot of fun. It's kind of wrestling comedy. They talk about Gotham too, so definitely check it out. But yep, where where do you how do you see the brands structured? Okay, so getting back to this, um, see, it's just there's so many factors that go into this, and it's very tough to do because there's so much things that they can also get wrong, and they, so many things they can do to get right. Um, Adam did say it best that where like certain titles have to be on certain brands, and I totally agree with that. And it's nice they're bringing back the cruiserweight belt because that's just another thing that can be on this on some, a certain show. And I also wouldn't be that opposed to bringing back. I I don't really think they would do this. Is kind this is kind of reaching, um, but bringing back like the hardcore title that. I mean, they can do. They proved they can do hardcore matches. They don't have to. They don't have to blade. They can do other things, but just to have something, something to make maybe SmackDown a little bit better to boost the rating. Because I was telling you this before the show. Like I have a set schedule in the week. Like Mondays I like to watch Raw. Like Tuesdays I like to relax. Wednesdays we do this, and then Thursdays I I have things that I do every day, and I like my schedule. So something needs to really attract me to watch SmackDown and for the stories to work. Like I have to. If I have to, if I'm gonna miss something on SmackDown, I have to watch it. Then I'll watch it. That's what, 
it needs to grab me. And having certain titles on that show, like if the U.S. title or the IC title is on SmackDown, like which I think needs to be on SmackDown, then that's because it is so important. Then that's something I'm going to want to watch because the, because of the people that are involved in like those type of matches. I want to see them wrestle. Those are the that's why one of the reasons why I watch Raw. Like I want to watch Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, The Miz, and Cesaro have their match because it's usually the best of the night. I, and look, I, I think that's a very valid point because there's a lot of people and, you know, we're hardcore fans, but there's a lot of casual fans that just only watch Raw. So SmackDown has to be that much of an attraction to draw in a lot of people. I mean, WWE basically dropped an atom bomb on your schedule, on our, all of our schedules, because, I mean, this way, wrestling is, there's literally wrestling to watch every single day of the week. And including the network, there's wrestling to watch all the time. Yeah. In my opinion, I think that the IC title absolutely has to be on. I think SmackDown should be more the wrestling show, just like it's kind of turned into the last few months. I think the IC title should definitely be on SmackDown full-time. The U.S. title on Raw, the women's title on Raw, and the Tag Team Championship on SmackDown exclusively because the people love watching the New Day, Enzo, and Cass. The Tag Team division is finally being revitalized, and I think that SmackDown would be a perfect opportunity to bring people in because people are going to want to see the New Day and... You know, maybe not the shining stars, but you you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's how I would structure it. And, and Scott said this to me today. One of our buddies said this to me today. Oh, th- they need to add another championship. And I. Well, the cruiserweight's I, coming in. I mean, that is that confirmed? I just did. I just confirmed it. You talked to Vince yourself? No, no, no. I beat the shit out of Vince. I physically beat him with a wet towel so there wouldn't be marks, and then told him what's good. Is that Kevin Dunn or Vince? I don't, I. I broke some backs, made them humble, and that's it. I, so I, I blacked out in the arena. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but like, but like regardless, like, you, if you bring... Here's... I will hate this if there's two titles, they add another tag team championship and another women's championship. That will be so much overkill. That can't happen. There need, needs to be exclusive titles for exclusive brands. So when you're watching that brand, you know what you're going to get. Just like when you... When you go to Disney World, that you know, like you know the qualities of that brand. You know what you're going to get when you go to Disney World versus Universal Studios. There's different things. There's right. a Harry, Harry Potter ride, and there's Walt Disney World. You know, Tower Space of Mountain. Terror, Space yeah. Mountain. Like, there's different qualities. Like any, doesn't matter what the brand is, but there needs to be like a definitive idea. Okay, this is SmackDown. This is Raw. Right, and I totally agree with that. But and Ad, you and Adam said it too. That. I, the, the champion, like the world, the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, needs to pull double duty. Yeah. And that's just, that's, I don't know if you want to, I would call it a perk because then you get more exposure, but it's also one of the drawbacks of being champion. Like you, you are the guy, so you got to do bu- double duty. And Adam said that ranking system, you could also, like, that'd be cool around the draft to have, like, an official ranking to have, like, whoever the GMs are. And I know we'll talk about that. But also, like, throughout the year, like, you could have a, the, a number one contendership at SmackDown, and then a number one contendership for Raw, and that way, one show doesn't seem better than the other. It's because if the tight, if the the champion can go back and forth, and people can on SmackDown can call out the champion, and people on Raw can call out the champion, then they're both equal shows, and everyone on the roster still has an equal opportunity to become champion, and that's why it's also tough to, for the divas. Wait, the, for the uh, diva, Jesus, I still keep doing it. It's, for the, it's okay, I do the same thing. I know for the women's title to be on one show because then you have to you have to split the women up. So how do you like if Paige goes to SmackDown but Charlotte's on Raw? What do you do? 
There is absolutely no way they can split the women up. I'm sorry, it's not happening. So you just think the women should it's, be on? It's, it's just not happening. Look at who's on the roster right now. Charlotte, Becky, Paige, Sasha, Naomi, Tamina, Alicia Fox. May Young. Dana Brooke, May Young. <laughs> the fabulous mula. China, too oh, soon. <laughs> just, just kidding. No, but like... There's, there's not enough people to make make it where two shows would mean anything. Because before, when the women's title wasn't on SmackDown, the women on SmackDown just fought for no reason. There's no point behind those rivalries. Right. So there's no point to doing that in general. But like you said, there needs to be a serious, a serious quality for each brand for it to draw people in. Right. And they and this is why they need. See, this is where the where this is where it's hard because. I I think you need to split the women up because you need it's like I want to if I'm gonna watch SmackDown I don't want to just watch the guys wrestle I want to see what the women can do too that's I mean they have they have just as good matches so then here's what so like what do you do then do you do you make a women's tag team championship which if Naomi and Tamina and Emma were all healthy and then maybe you bring up Bailey and somebody if those ladies were all on the roster then that's a possibility but. Unfortunately, at this point, they don't have enough people to where it would seem like it would make sense. Right, and that's what so I was getting to. The, that's the so then are they going to go on both shows too? Like, and also with the championship, it can be on both shows, but it doesn't need to be the main story for both shows every single week. Like the WWE Championship doesn't need to be the main event for Raw and SmackDown or the first segment. It should be about their other titles, and then the champion championship should be kind of intertwined as well but it doesn't seem like it's overpowering so you know they're the champion they're on both shows but there's still all these important championships and rivalries on smackdown for example right like if if the champions feuding if like if let's just i'm not i'm not making any predictions so let's just play with the people we have right now Mm -hmm. so if roman reigns is um is feuding and let's just say kevin owens is on raw is feuding with kevin owens then he should stay on raw and then that's so that'll end however it ends and then that whoever wins that champ the champion then they could bounce someone on smackdown like this is what i was saying like the number one contender on smackdown could call him out and that's why they have to pull double duty and say like oh well you just beat that guy on raw i guarantee that my ass is better than your better than yours on smackdown come come to my show and then the champion comes out so there's there's definitely ways they could do that like the feud the feud should be on the show, and then they they always touch like like the the Mondays after a pay per view, they'll show like snippets of um like big um big pops or big big um what am I I'm drawing a blank on the big, word big 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 uh big spots big spots thank you mm-hmm. big spots and like from the pay per view they could do that on SmackDown, and there's easily they could say like, oh well the champion did this click 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 picture picture picture, mm-hmm. and then that's that's the extent of it, and then. Then you have your SmackDown feuds, and that way you're not taking away from SmackDown because you have to draw from Raw. You just get your little snippets to remind the fans what happened, which is okay. Mm-hmm. And then you focus on what you need to get down to business. Um, I think I'm also a little curious about what they're going to do with pay per views now because they had SmackDown pay per views and they had Raw pay per views. They in won't. The past. They, they definitely will not do that. So they'll, every single pay per view throughout the year is going to be SmackDown and Raw. I, oh yeah. So, See, so so then but so then if your rivalry is that significant you make the pay-per-view. And when you make the pay-per-view it's a big deal. 
Like, it's a big deal for Apollo Crews to make a pay-per-view when there's two brands and there's all these championships. And I, I don't even want every single title defended at every single pay-per-view, which I don't. I think is a bad idea in general to be to begin with. I think the whole. I think you can do one. Do it one of two ways. You can have it where it's just organic, which is great. You can have it where the number one contenders matches are fought at pay-per-views, or they switch each month. They're fought on Raw or SmackDown. I think the idea of a BC like a BCS style ranking, maybe WWE fans vote, plus you know a council of WWE legends, or Shane and Stephanie just rank people based off their performance, or WWE keeps their own ranking, and then we can sit here and debate. Okay, why is AJ Styles number number two? Ninety nine. Number two. Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Because he's at the bottom. Because he sucks. <laughs> We're talking about word back, right? No, I'm talking about AJ Styles being the worst wrestler in wrestling history. Okay, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for example, AJ Styles is number three. Why is he in number two? Why is Dean Ambrose over him? Why is John Cena over him? Like, what? that doesn't make any sense. And then the rank, like, when they win, the rankings make sense. It's just an idea based off the BCS to, to where it would be fair because in the BCS they have a lot of different conferences and like when they had the BCS and different rankings different scheduling and there's all these formulas say, why don't you say what the BCS is before okay yeah because there's a lot of people don't know what the BCS is so the, the BCS in college in college football was a ranking of like all these people and it was a combination of a bunch of polls for college football and all the coaches vote a bunch of the writers vote and then this group would get together, the BCS, and kind of rank them based off all the polls and based off their rank performance. Rank all the schools, meaning. Break all, yeah, all the schools based off, like, strength of schedule, who they played, um, th- things like that for people that are listening from out of the country. I should have explained that before. but Right. So basically, like, the uh, Florida State or Florida, a bigger school that has a much tougher schedule that plays harder teams, will have a, ultimately have a higher ranking than, let's say, Temple, who doesn't play that many, even though Temple was good this year, they and they had a good schedule or good record, they didn't ha- play as many hard teams. So if Florida State lost a game or two to a really hard team, but another team went undefeated and didn't play someone else, Florida State would ultimately have the higher ranking so because like, of their because their roster. But that's it is a good point, and I'm really glad Adam brought this up because neither yeah. one of you, neither one of us, thought of it. It's a great idea, but it also it forces the audience, it forces us to pay attention to. Every, almost well, every serious wrestler, every like top ten or however they're going to do it, it's going to force us to pay attention to their track record. We're going to have to keep track of like how many wins Seth Rollins has, how many wins Roman Reigns has, who did they beat, who like exactly, and then it gets us that much more involved in the product. Like for example, if Bo Dallas beats r Truth and Goldust for consecutive weeks, it's not like you know. Rusev beating John Cena or Rusev beating Randy Orton any week, it doesn't hold that much rank, and it, it may get a little bit complicated. It might, it might just be that Stephanie and Shane rank people based off their wins and who they like. So if like there's a heel versus face like authority figure dynamic, like you get mad at one, and then like their rankings are average. So like anything could happen, and this is definitely a talking point. But it just, I just want to make sure that the championship is fair, and it's not like. In the old days, we're like, oh my gosh, like John Cena's WWE champion and Big Show's World Heavyweight champion on SmackDown. It seems like it's a joke and no one cares about it. It can't be that way. And obviously, it's not going to be that way because SmackDown's going live. It's not going to be taped. That's a huge deal. We don't realize how big of a deal the fact that SmackDown is going to be live on Tuesdays. It makes it just like Raw. It's not 
on Monday night after the pay-per-view, but it's still going to be its own standalone show, which makes it that much more significant. Well, it, and it also will, obviously not right away, but after pay-per-views, like we, something big could happen on a pay-per-view. Like there could be a serious return, mm-hmm. or there could be uh, someone for, turn heel to face, or vice versa, or someone I, something serious could happen, and they won't talk about it on Raw. Because it's not a Raw thing. It'll be a SmackDown thing. So if someone returns and they're a SmackDown guy, then it doesn't need to be talked about on Raw. It doesn't even need to be mentioned, actually. That's what I, almost what I would prefer. But I, one of the things I just thought of, I know we're, we, we're, trying to, we're getting away from the ranking system, but I actually just thought of this. It is cool, it is, and it, would, it, is, it is something neat to think about because it would get us seriously invested oh, into yeah. everybody. Oh, yeah. Even more than we already are. Um but I feel like it could take away from storylines, and that's something... Oh, yeah. It, it, it's just it's definitely just an idea. Right. It would make it more interesting than, like... There's oh, no rumors about this oh, at all. Oh, it's no, just well, us it's speculating. Just, it's just us speculating because, I mean, at this point, anything could happen because right. they just announced it today. But it would take away from the fact that, like, oh, my God, Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin are wrestling. So Baron Corbin's going to beat him twice on Raw, and then Dolph Ziggler's going to pin him on pin him in payback, and then Baron Corbin's going to beat him again, and then... Baron Corbin's going to win the payoff match, and the rivalry is over. It doesn't mean anything because they went back and forth for five weeks. Who's the better man? We do not know. So it's going to actually quantify wins and losses. It might be it's might get too complicated for the creative team, but you know what? If they want people to be invested in two shows and with the fact that you know WWE Network is out and there's so many other entertainment options and the ratings may not be as good, and we've talked about the ratings, but... There needs to be some way for us to quantify it and for us to get us invested in each and every week and what it means. Because there's a lot of times, for example, that we watch Raw and it's like, okay, like this match doesn't matter because we know like who's going to win. The pay-per-views in three weeks, the vaude villains are going to get over on the new day and it doesn't matter. And of course, this stuff's still going to happen, but at the same time, like, I want it to mean something. And this could actually make it mean something, make it legitimate. Yeah, definitely. It, but it. And all the concerns and questions that we are bringing up are real, and they are valid. And they, there's nothing fake about it. This isn't us overreacting by any means, and I'm glad Adam said that too. But I think it's just it, it's just, because it happened today, and that's all they really said. They're like, oh, well, uh, SmackDown's gone live, and there's a brand split. And that's all we got. So there's just so much stuff we can talk about. And we could literally go on and on and on about this. And it's fun to talk about because it's so interesting because there's so many things that could happen, which I, I and I do like thinking about. It makes it that much more unpredictable. Even like he's talked about the new era and how we're getting used to that, but this makes the new era actually a new era because they're really changing things. Yeah. And it was it's just obvious to me, like I said earlier, like guys like Apollo Crews have nowhere to go on the main roster. Where's Baron Corbin going to go on Raw? He's not going to get the TV time. But now Baron Corbin could be one of the top. One of the mid top mid card guys on SmackDown or on Raw, or they or, could, or yeah. on Raw, either one, and it actually means something. It's not just like oh they're here. And also, Bailey could debut on Raw or SmackDown. Finn Balor could debut on Raw or SmackDown. It, it's not like when like when Tyler Breeze debuted, we all knew it was going to happen. It was taped, so I know that this happened before in the old era. But this is this is 2016, 2015, last year. We know the spoilers. We all read in 2017 up. next year, in right? 2017 next year. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I said 2016, 2015. I know, I lost count. I wanted to make sure 2017 came after 2016. Okay, Festus. <laughs> Festus didn't happen, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> but it just like we we want to know that things mean something and that they're they're significant, and that's kind of where where we're getting at with the whole ranking system and just making each show valuable. And I hope that happens. I I just would hate. To see them do this and say, okay, World Tag Team Championships are back, Divas Championships back, World Heavyweight Championships back, and we have the Cruiserweight Championship SmackDown. Have fun, and then the titles don't mean anything because they're on one. They're on one show. Yeah. There needs to be one WWE Tag Team Champion, one Women's Champion, one WWE Champion, and then the other two singles titles can be for both shows. If you want to go back and forth, it will get confusing. That's fine. So separate the shows. There's, In my opinion, I don't think there's any way that women don't get Monday. But at the same time, SmackDown will be live too. So you can argue that in this new era of SmackDown versus Raw, where they're both live, they're both just as significant because they're on the same network and they're both live. So we could see SmackDown be the home of the Intercontinental Championship and the Women's Championship and then Raw has a WWE Championship, or or it goes back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's like, just there's so, so many, many questions right. now, and we're used to the old style of the brand split, and that's not hopefully going to happen anymore. Right? Yeah, definitely. And the draft is so exciting. It's just so cool to see people the the huge battle royal, and then have people switch in the middle of it. That's, yeah, that yeah. is exciting. I, I think that they could do that w- leading up to it, but I think the WWE draft should be like the NFL draft. I think it should be a special. I think it should be just like just the draft picks and the reactions. No, like, I liked ba- it in the in the during the match. I mean, I do like the the matches, but like the, the you're gonna have to go because it it's not like WWE draft from before where it's like oh we already have set rosters and we're gonna pick people from each show. It's like. We are going to pick the entire roster. So I could see them, like, weeks leading up to it, like the WWE Draft Special on July 4th on on the WWE Network, for example. Um, I could totally see them just having Matt. Okay, like, Raw's going to get two picks in a row because John Cena beat somebody or maybe or or Shane McMahon picks a representative, something like that. But I think it'll be, like, a standalone special where we just get all the Raw people. Or maybe they spread it out. Maybe... Maybe Raw gets and SmackDown get a few picks on one on one week, and then they the rest of the picks are on the live special. Who knows? But you have to understand that it's going to be like 2002, where they're going to draft both rosters back and forth. There's going to be it's th- this hasn't happened in over 10 years. It's 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 very it's pretty crazy. I honestly can't believe we're talking about this today. I can't either. It's, and it's ridiculous. I gotta I have to go back and watch rewatch how these drafts just to. Fi- just to get more of an opinion, just to reaffiliate myself with this, because I, I'm almost I'm re-remembering things as we're talking. Do you remember about the it. old SmackDown versus Raw game? The one I think it was. Um, yeah, it was it, 06, right? It was uh, it was the one that had beautiful people in the intro, but by Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I know this. Ho- one, Holly, yeah, it was Hollywood. Hollywood Hulk Hogan was in it too. It was I think uh, it was the one the one before Here Comes the Pain, and you were able to do the draft, and basically Ric Flair controlled Raw. Ric Flair controlled Raw, Vince McMahon controlled SmackDown, and it was live from Penn State, boo Penn State, um, and they each had Penn State. They, they each had picks back and forth, so they would each come out, and then you see the the reaction from everybody in the locker room who got picked where. You don't have to do it that way, but you can have you know segments in the ring, and it, it's a lot different nowadays. There's a lot more entertainment value with with the show, but it was kind of structured in that way. Yeah, yeah, I don't see. I don't even remember the games because I, I didn't have a lot of them when I was growing up. I I was playing other stuff. 
I don't know. I was playing like but it, it, it's easy. Crash it and just, Spyro stuff like that. It was just yeah. ba- it was just back and forth. Yeah, exactly. So I just I'll go back on the network. No, no, it's so it, it'll be Shane and and Stephanie. That's what I was just gonna ask you. Who do you think the GMs are gonna be? You think it's gonna be Shane and Stephanie? I could see it being somebody different, but I, I, as of right now, you would think it would be Shane and Stephanie or Shane and Stephanie and Triple H. I, I would think. I mean, you could pick other people. There's definitely other options for GMs that would be awesome. Yeah, there there are. I think they should stick with the three because it just it, there's already turmoil there. It's already easy and to it'd do. And it would be back and forth between the brands. And then, and then at the pay-per-views... They could fight with Vince. Oh, I'm doing better. You're doing better. And then in the game next year, we can bring GM mode back where you're actually fighting for to be a better show than Raw, which was one of my favorite game modes of all time, WWE 06 or 07. Like the GM mode where you got to pick people and then make rivalries, and you could see your ratings on SmackDown. They could actually talk about the ratings on TV. They could bring that. They they should bring that back. Who's the better kid? And then and then there's there's continu- there's turmoil between that. And then there's also turmoil between the wrestlers. Not to mention the WWE and all the regular rivalries they have on the show. Right. Yeah. I I th- I don't know what they're gonna do about the GM situation. I would like to see. I would almost like to see like Shane and Steph versus uh, Triple H. Triple H is GM. Smackdown. Really. I think it's it'd be something people really wouldn't expect. And I know Triple H already does. He does. He's in charge of NXT, so it's a it's a lot for him. But I mean, the guy's proven he's an absolute Clydesdale. He can, he's an absolute workhorse. Triple H. I mean, I don't know if it could happen, but Triple H could just turn back to being a good guy and turn on Stephanie and just have his own show. I well, mean, Stephanie's I, kind of like she's like a tweener right now. Well, she's a tweener, but she's she's clearly bluffing. Like it's so it's so. I obvious. don't think so. I think it's it, it, they're, they're they're playing with your emotions. Then she she's given Shane a few looks at the end of Raw and SmackDown and. They're just trying. There's something gonna ha- that's gonna happen there. She's too good of a bad guy, like she says in her Twitter profile. I'm a bad guy on TV. She's too good of a bad guy to sit there and you know play good for more than and have that be a permanent character. I see. I see Triple H becoming a bat, a good guy before Stephanie for sure. And Shane. I mean Shane. People love Shane McMahon, so that's not happening. I, I think it's going to be Shane and Stephanie. So or can, even Shane and Stephanie could be heels in Triple H's face for SmackDown. They could. They couldn't. There's. They, they, it's WWE. They can do whatever, whatever they want. No, and there's they, always they ways to. I mean, Seth Rollins came back. We all thought he was going to be face, and he had the crowd booing him by the end of his promo. You know? Well, we'll we'll we'll, de- we'll definitely talk. We'll talk about that. But there's there's definitely they could do whatever they want. I just don't see with all the momentum Shane has. I don't see Shane being a heel authority figure i just see the kids going back and forth because that's good that's good tv because that that's what we saw immediately after wrestlemania it's obviously the story they're going to tell and who's to say this brand split thing is going to last for years and years and years this could only be for this year we we really don't know i don't know what they're going to do the brand split last time lasted a long time but that was a different era of of wrestling it was it was right after wwe bought wcw they had people from ecw they were signing more people you know, people like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and Randy Orton were coming up. There was a lot of talent, but you could argue at this point there's even, from a wrestling standpoint, there's even there may not be as many established names, but there's more talent there. Well, there's definitely more established names in the wrestling community. Well, more established names from like, like an international independent perspective. That's what but, I mean. That's what but I mean. I mean like established names coming over like. Hulk Hogan coming back, right? There's and no like names Diamond like Dallas Page. Or... That's what it's what I mean. But like from a wrestling standpoint, like 
wrestling wise, it, there's a lot more talent now, and that's yeah. and that's a, that's a huge reason why they're doing this because it just people people want to see it. Number one, number two is going to make their entire product better when two brands are competing and there's two different storylines and they can kind of play it off on TV because it worked before. It worked really well. And I wouldn't be shocked at all if SmackDown's a much better show. At all. I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever because it's a whole different animal when that show is live. Back then, they could get away with it. They can't get away with it now. And I'm so happy that they, they actually made it live. It would be nice also because this, this has such... See, there's just so much ramifications that come from this. And there's so many could be bad things, could be good things, but yeah. also like Raw this could be a reason for Raw to go back to two hours and have both shows as two hours. They don't because if you diminish the roster and you only have certain titles on Raw, you don't need it to be three hours. Then you're just dragging stuff out. And it's also not fair to SmackDown either. It's not fair if if SmackDown's two hours and Raw is three, then it's like, okay, then obviously more stuff's gonna happen on Raw or it's gonna be a longer show. I mean, Raw was, in 2004 when I started watching, 2004 or three when I started watching wrestling, Raw was dynamite. I mean, those two hours went by fast, and there was stuff going on all the time. And and Raw has been very, three hours very solid the last two months. So I, right. it's nothing, nothing against that, but that's definitely a good point that Raw could be brought back to. The only problem is I feel like they have contracts with advertisers that are long, like longer than this year that were made like last year. So I don't know if they can necessarily say to advertisers, "Hey, like we can't show your commercial, we can't do this because we have to make it equal for SmackDown." But SmackDown's also a much more valuable brand now because it's live and because it's different. They could also say to those same advertisers that kind of coveted the raw spot, "Hey, SmackDown's just as good. I know Tuesday may not be as good in terms of primetime TV, but it's now basically the same thing. Yeah, and there's ways. I'm, I mean, I don't really know too much about that. I'm not really going to get into that side of it. They could get away with it, but like, kind of just focusing, like on the wrestling portion. Like, when we're watching Raw now, we and they say they lay out what's going to happen tonight. They'll say like, all right, Fatal Four Way IC Title Match. Um, Charlotte addresses the crowd. Um, contract signing. But then you just know like, okay, well, nine o'clock segment. 10 o'clock segment, main event. Then you just know what's going to happen. So if you bring it back down to two hours, you can get a lot more material in. It'll make the show seem faster, and there's only one solid time. Like if they started at 9 o'clock, they, they, they did back in the day when I was when I was watching it when I was little. Um, at 10 o'clock, you just know like something big needs to happen at 10 o'clock to draw the viewers in because that's when all the other shows end, and people are going to be switching over. And that's just that's that they always do that. But it's... It, that gives them one main thing to do in the middle of Raw and the, or Smack and SmackDown now, and it, it's it, it'll get rid of a lot of the the hoopla, the nonsense that that goes on. You won't have any more. I mean, you'll have the filler matches, but you can give them five minutes, and that's all they'll need because you only need to cover five minutes. You don't need to cover fifteen because the show's an hour shorter now. So I think it personally, it should go back to two hours it, especially if they're going to diminish the the roster and i know that they are going to be bring this when they split um the brand they're going to be bringing people up eventually and i know that there will be more talent so they maybe they could do three hours but i'd personally rather see a match like a 10 to 12 minute match 
that's amazing that's just hardcore nonstop versus a 15 to 18 minute match that has some weak spots and a commercial break. So I mean, I I understand, but I, I think this this all has to do with the money and the advertisers. And, yeah, and what, yeah, and what and what makes sense from their from their perspective. I look, I I trust that I trust that they'll they'll definitely get it right when it comes to the hour. I mean, I don't. I don't foresee it them just saying, "Hey, we're cutting an hour off." I, I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. I just think it's Raw is going to be three hours, SmackDown will be two. Maybe SmackDown. They never said that SmackDown wasn't going to be three hours. They said they sm- could do that also. They said SmackDown was going to be on two. They never said it's not going to be three. hours. It could be. That would we, really kill my Tuesday night, and I'd like to play Xbox. So. <laughs> well, you have to make you have to make choices. Un- un- unfortunately, just like and it's it's almost like where, where Raw was before. It's like. When you have like a set course menu where you basically were like, okay, I'm gonna, I have all these different dishes and I'm gonna pick between the three for like appetizer, entree, dessert. Whereas when you go to a, a barbecue, like a barbecue with your friends and everybody's there, and then you can just kind of like bring whatever dishes you want. You don't know what's going on. It's not as repetitive. It's not like okay, I know what I'm gonna get with with this meal if I go to this restaurant where it's like it's always set. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. That's what Raw was for a long time, and now it's a lot different. I mean, I saw on Twitter today somebody posed this question: What do you do with guys like Undertaker and Brock Lesnar? What do you do with the part-time guys? Like, are they are they brand exclusive now? No, Is, they just uh, go to since they're part-timers. They just go to where the, fe- the where the feuds are, where what feud makes the most sense for them. So they're not no, they're not brand exclusive. And that's also gonna. Just kind of tailing off for a second, it's also going to build up a lot more people to be able to face Brock Lesnar too, because there's going to be people that are going to really excel on SmackDown that wouldn't get that spot on Raw. It's going to make work working with Brock Lesnar a lot, a much more realistic option. Same with Undertaker. Same with even Triple H. It's it's going to it's really going to I think it's going to make a lot of the whole product a lot better. I don't like I the the one negative is the is the WWE World Heavyweight Championship splitting up again. I can't stand that idea. I can't say it enough. I can't stand it. They can do it in a way where it makes sense. I don't think they can. I think I think they absolutely can. They, they did they did it in 2002. They split the belts up. You mean it was, it was the undisputed championship and that's it. Yeah, that's I'm that's what I'm saying. I want them there should be one belt only. That's, oh no, that I just yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's no way they can do two champion two main champions. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Okay, just making sure. No, no, absolutely no way. No, because it uh, we said it earlier. It diminishes every title beneath it. Cuz then now you the WWE champion is the top and then it's world heavyweight. So then that's basically your mid card and then what's the IC title? Then that's your second mid card and then what's the US title? Then that's nothing. That, then, is, that means nothing. And then we're going to live in a world where, like, okay, so, for example, if Seth Rollins is on Raw and he's a WWE champion, and then, for example, Kevin Owens is on SmackDown and he's the SmackDown champion, and he fights to get to the SmackDown championship, but if we're going to have competing brands all the time, then they're always going to go back and forth. So it feels like when they win that secondary main championship of a show, it feels like they have to win another match to be the real champion of WWE, and I don't like that. It need it needs to be there needs to be one champion so where they're almost larger in life. So when then when you win that championship, your name is made a hundred percent, and and you are you are the champion. And it's going to make the championship mean a lot more because they're going to lord over two different shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and. 
see, there's I, and I I'm, I keep thinking of things to talk about with this, and I know I'm going to keep thinking like Money in the Bank is coming up. Now, what do you do with Money in the Bank? I you'd have to either take a guy out of the match or add a guy. So you'd have four Raw guys or four oh. SmackDown guys because if you have one title where people can only cash in on one person, then you have it has to be an even chance. So you have to have equal equal guys. That's why that's why I think that they're going to do it afterwards. And it's also going to create really compelling television to see how the characters on TV react to this to the idea that they're going to be put on one show and what's going to happen. I think the money in the bank title holder could be on SmackDown and the champion could be drafted to Raw. I was literally and, just and, thinking and, this. Yeah, and and they go back and forth and they could f- they could flip it where it, it could be exclusive or it could not be and it doesn't. I, I think the Money in the Bank and the WWE Championship are two things that don't need to be brand exclusive. They're just bigger things in the whole landscape of WWE. Yeah, in, definitely. In in general. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, like the title. I just really can't. And maybe because we're just we're only talking about specific things right now that I can't think of another way, or for a way to have, like just have have the champion just on Raw or just on Smack. Well, they wouldn't put him just on Smack, but they put him on Raw. Realistically, so I just can't think of a way they would do that. Like the guy, the champion would just have to pull double duty. I just cannot think of another way to make it as entertaining. But it doesn't have to be double, really double. They don't have to wrestle both shows. They can. The champion will just have to drive to the, the next day show and just maybe well, be, yeah, be in a backstage. They, they don't have to wrestle both. I mean, yeah, will the travel? Will the travel suck? Absolutely. But when you're champion, also you do probably a lot more media than you do when you're not champion. You do more appearances and right. more interviews. So yeah, like you may have to. Everybody, and that way, like if you're on SmackDown for a performer, you might ha- be doing a live event on Monday when there's guys on guys and girls on Raw that are going to actually televised event. So the whole schedule is going to change completely. But it could also work out where. A lot of the guys get more, like some people get more time off depending on what schedule they kind of pick. But or, then, or then, but pick then, for them. But, but then again, they are going to wrestle more because they are they're going to be exclusive to one show versus just having two shows. Where if you're basically not in a a rivalry or in a story, you don't you wrestle at most <clears throat> once a week on one of the secondary shows. No, they wrestle. I mean, I mean, I mean, like once a week on television. Oh, well, like, yeah. Like Jack Swagger is not going to wrestle on Superstars and main event. Yeah. That that's I don't mean like once. A, of course, I know they do live events, but it's like once a week, like televised. Yeah. Appear, right. Appearances. Right. So it could, it could just work out well, for everybody. They do also. Sometimes they'll do like, like Roman Reigns is in a singles match for Raw and he's the champion. And it'll just be a non-title match, and then SmackDown they'll just have him do. He'll be in a tag match, stuff like that. Like they do, they have him wrestle two nights, but he's not wrestling as much on SmackDown. So that and that'll just be that'll be eliminated. Like the people on on exclusive brands will just have their set matches, which it, it benefits them in the long. Run. It only it can only benefit them because it just gets them exposure, or it can hurt them because it'll expose them and we realize they suck. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, that, that'll be the test of like, like when you when it splits and we have two separate brands and the people on Raw and the people on SmackDown are identified and we know who they who's who's who and who's where, it that'll be the ultimate sink or swim test because right now like, when you're on NXT and you're doing really well and you come up 
that's the like the sink or swim like that's I'm just calling it that for lack of a better term. Like how did Tyler Breeze do? He's not doing that well. How's Apollo Cruz doing? When he remember when Apollo Cruz first came in and we started watching his matches, and me and you both said like he's gonna be he's gonna be champion someday. He will be champion someday. I can't, I don't know that right now. He has no well, character. Well, he has no character, but that's not his fault. No, Tyler, it's not. Tyler Breeze's like down like downturn is not his fault either at all. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like it's just they're caught in the shuffle on on Raw right now mm-hmm. and on SmackDown. But when you split them and you now we know where everyone is, now we'll really see who is. Who is good? Who deserves that spot? Because they'll be able to come up. They're, the glass ceiling is now a little bit higher for these people. Because now they can, especially if like the champion is going back and forth, and we're, I'm assuming we're just going to keep bring, like, bringing that into the mix, that like if Tyler Breeze really is that good or if Apollo Cruz, Cruz is really that good and it's just the booking that's holding him back right now, then they will show. That will that will come out. And the fans will demand that they are their the number one contender or their event inevitably their champion so that I, I i'm the more we talk about it, the more excited i get because i when i first heard about it i was not i was less than pleased but it's also i was less than pleased because it changed my tuesday nights so <laughs> yeah and i think that another question but i was I just was, being ridiculous well, well yeah and you were and i and i i think the another question is like so okay they're gonna do a draft and this is just me you know for good good radio they're doing another draft but or like bad radio Whatever you, whatever you want to call it, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Baron Corbin. I'm gonna do my thing regardless. Um, if they're gonna do a draft and the tag team division, the women's championship are exclusive to one brand, then the women aren't a part of the draft, and neither are all the tag teams. So then, basically, your tag own, teams are. But if, if the tag team championship is is exclusive to one brand, then the tag team champion the tag teams wouldn't be a part of the draft is what I'm, I mean they, they I think c- they could be they, they, the women wouldn't but the tag teams would be because the women would be exclusive to one brand well the women no the women could have their own draft I think well like but, no but I'm saying like my idea was that the tag team division and the women's division would be exclusive to one brand each so you you know what you're going to get with each brand so I'm saying but I'm I'm playing devil's advocate to that theory and saying like okay if you're going to do a draft then the draft is only going to be for people that are singles, wrestlers, males, because the women are going to be on one show and they're not going to be drafted. And the men and the tag teams are going to be the defined tag teams will be on one show. And then the the draft will only be the people that are on their own. So is that okay? Does that work? But then at the same time, if you're going to do a draft and you're going to split the tag teams and the women, then what what did like what do tag teams and women do that don't have titles on that respective show? And you can't have three titles switching back and forth, being non-exclusive on both on both shows. Then it's basic. It basically doesn't matter then. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, see, I just don't like putting them on one. Sh- like having the women and then the tag teams. I don't like. I'm not too fond of that. I just think like there needs to be. It's hard right now because there are so many women injured. And the division isn't. While there are the talent is just astronomical. I, it's just a matter of numbers. That's my fear. Mm-hmm. They, and that's that. That will change. It's just there need when there are more women. Then they, then you could put in a women's IC title or women's. I preferably like to see women's tag title, but you can do things like that. It's just a numbers problem right now. That's that's the the pickle with that. But 
Um, I just said that's the pickle with that. I've never said it in my entire life. It was weird. <laughs> but I think they have, and especially having like the tag titles exclusive to one show. I think it'd be cool to see like it's all. That's another one. That's another thing too. Like the numbers game is is hard with the tag titles because there aren't that many established tag teams right now. Like you have the New Day, you have the Vaude Villains, the stupid ass Shining Stars, and then the Dudleys and Enzo and Cass, and then it kind of just like drops off. But I mean, there are a couple others. I know like Fandango and um, uh, go, what, what and Tyler Breeze, yeah, mm-hmm. and Goldust and Our Truth. But yeah, they don't really matter. There's no, there's not a lot, and it's like maybe, maybe when they do the draft, the tag team division and the women's division are a draftable commodity. Just, just, well, just, just here's like, what I was thinking: like the United States and the Intercontinental titles will be draftable commodities, just just like the like the champion, or or if the champion is drafted by one show, then that's where they go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just think like excluding the women's, um, the women right now. Mm-hmm. Just talking about the tag teams. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to see, like, whoever's GM say, like, okay, well, I want the Usos. Mm-hmm. And the Usos come as a pair. But, and then someone else say, like, well, I want, um, I want Enzo and Cass. And then the next guy, like, now they're going back and forth with tag teams. Now someone says, all right, I want Big E. I don't want the New Day. I want Big E. So now they're, now he's out of the New Day. And mm-hmm. now, so that's why I'd like to see the tag teams kind of, I get it would be cool I guess you really you could put them on one show but I'd still like to see them a part of the draft but they'd be able to like you can draft a tag team or you can draft a singles and then when a tag team breaks up then that other person is eligible to leave if they want to because they're not a part of a tag team anymore they're, right. they're, they're just they're just a singles wrestler so they're eligible to pick what show and they have to get signed or traded yeah yeah by, so that by, could be by certain shows exactly exactly and there's some something they could do with that and so you could you could still have the tag teams on one show but the draft for the sake of that keep it in pairs because then you could have I don't know like if they're if they're splitting them up because we've all wanted to see a bully Ray run in mm-hmm. WWE oh yeah that's great you could point. say like oh well I want Bubba Ray and not Devon, and then the other person just picks Devon, or they do, or they, and then, or they, like if Raw drops Bubba Ray, and then they draft Devon, so now they're separated, but they're not the Dudley boys anymore, and then the GM can say, and then you can go down with that and say like you're not a tag team, Bubba, you're a singles wrestler now, so they could court the NXT talent, they yeah, can, so they can they can court Finn Balor and Bailey and say sign with our show. It, it it just creates competition and makes makes everything better as long as like we talked about they don't dilute the current product by making it separate. But separate is not always better. It just right yeah. separate but equal is not truly equal. Brown versus Board of Education. Heard it here. Supreme Court ruling. Education fact of the day. Bomb bomb. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're, you're you're right. Separate is not always equal, but separate needs. I'm to not be. right. The Supreme Court's right. They're the S- ones that ruled that. S- Supreme Court of Wrestling says that this does need to be equal. This split needs to be equal for it to work. And if it's not equal, it makes in my in my opinion, if it's not equal, then I I don't I don't want to do it. I just, I don't. And the, the shows need to be separate entities that you feel like when you're watching SmackDown. It's just like you're watching Raw yeah. and vice versa. Definitely. Or it doesn't work because we saw this happen years ago and it, they gave up on it, number one. But 
people just wanted to watch Raw because it was live and unpredictable and just was that much of a more attractive product. Now, and I was thinking about this today, they announced SmackDown for Philadelphia in October, and when they said it, I was like, oh, SmackDown, like, oh, that's cool, like, maybe I'll go. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go because SmackDown is going to be a live show with its own roster, and I want to see the people that I like on SmackDown wrestle. Yep. It's, it's not like, it's not like, oh, it's another secondary show where it's probably going to be decent because SmackDown has been very good recently. It's going to be just as good and, and just as many things could happen. Yeah, they're going to, exactly. There's, but we've been to a few, so I've been to three SmackDowns, I think. Three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. And they're cool. It's, I mean, it's a live wrestling show. It's always better, and the crowd gets into it, and which forces you to get into it. But, I mean, I don't... Personally, I just don't have the time to watch SmackDown with all the other stuff I that I have to do. I mean, I work full-time, and the other stuff that I just want to watch. I just... I, I could. I just don't want to. There's other things I want to watch over it. And it, plus, I just read the tapings. Now I can't do that. So now I have to, and especially because all the stuff we've been talking about, if you split it and you do it perfectly and you do it right and you have consistent feuds, I'm going to want to see the feuds on SmackDown. I'm not going to want to miss them. And then you have a choice. So, if, for, for example, John Cena versus Randy Orton is a, is a storyline on Raw and I don't want to see it, I can just be like, you know what? I'm not going to watch that feud. I don't care. I'm going to watch Sasha Banks versus Charlotte and Bailey on SmackDown, for example, because I like that feud better. So it it makes the shows compete. It makes each writing team and each production team and each team of talent want to work that much harder to make their show better, even though it's predetermined. It it's that intuitive factor and that factor beneath you to to want to be better than your competition, and they are competing against each other. They absolutely are, and even though that. Shane and Stephanie and Vince might be not look, looking at the ratings like for real, like in the story. The company is certainly looking at the ratings and looking at who sells the most merchandise and who makes it. That's going to happen from the start. So, if, uh, like, the competition, it's going to create a lot of good competition and it's going to bring out the best in the wrestlers because the wrestlers in general, even though wrestling is predetermined, this is why I have conversations with people a lot about people that just don't watch wrestling. Oh, you know, it's predetermined, but. At the same time, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and AJ Styles, when they go out and they wrestle, they're competing for a spot. And now they're not only competing for a spot, they're competing against another show for people's viewing attention because they know that it's going to be that much more like stretched out, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah, especially the guys that are on SmackDown. They're gonna be. They're gonna have to kick it up a notch. Yeah. Because SmackDown, it has a bias. It has an. And I don't watch SmackDown because I don't. It's a bad show. SmackDown is a good show. The, the same wrestlers are still there. It's just because of the timing and because of the things I have to do. But other people have that bias. They just don't want to watch SmackDown because it's not the same as it used to be, which is perfectly understandable. And I totally understand. And I totally get that. But if when the guys that when we find out who's on SmackDown, it's I have a, a pretty good feeling it's going to be some of the. It's gonna be some top guys. Some. I think. I think that SmackDown is is gonna be a lot of more stuff's gonna happen on SmackDown from the start because they, they have to get rid of that bias. It's a great point. Yeah, they have to get rid of that immediately. And it's and it's like you said, like if something if you watch Raw and they and they the beginning of the show they bang out the lineup like okay, well tonight John Cena's fighting this guy. We're doing uh, this person's coming out to, for an announcement. Then we have um, Miz TV, and then you say like oh well this is kind of dumb i'll just wait for smackdown because i know who's on smackdown mm-hmm. so that give then you have that option now so it, it, it it's i i'm 
my mind has changed. I'll say that. And, and dur- during the show, because before the show, you're like, ah, I wanna, I wanna play video games. I wanna watch something else. You know why though? It's because I was playing Xbox before it came over, and I was having fun. <laughs> you're having play- fun. You're, I was you're playing what? Fallout. It was awesome. Uh, I mean, look, I, I, I get it, 100. percent But when you really dive in and think about all the scenarios and what's gonna happen, and we haven't, we legitimately haven't even talked about wrestlers yet. We just talked about structure and what makes sense, and from a company standpoint, and from a title standpoint and we haven't even got into who makes the most sense for each show and why and we will get into this and I'm telling oh, you well, that's we, show, we, we are we will do an entire show it will be a mock draft they do mock fancy drafts for plenty of fancy football podcasts we will do a mock WWE draft where you know m- maybe it's it's me and JJ and Agav and and, um, and Adam Daly or Derek or whoever we'll have a team and we'll draft and then we'll and we'll compare which roster is better and we'll, we'll also we'll also keep talking about you know what which people make the most sense based on the wrestling ability based on the structure of the card based on viewing audience and fan reaction there's so many different ways you can go about this i mean it's crazy to me and then i'm I, we're gonna move on to to seth rollins because i i the whole show this week was going to be about seth rollins because it's a huge story but they Thank God we recorded today because WWE dropped a bomb on us that just made we've talked for an hour and. I don't even minutes. remember who Rollins is. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. forgot. Seriously, <laughs> someone needs to remind me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the WWE fans didn't forget. And let let me tell you right now, and I, I on Sunday night, I, I was surprised. I wasn't shocked. Earlier in the day, Seth Rollins basically he put on Facebook, "Good luck tonight, Roman." It was a picture of him and Roman. And Agav sent that to me, and I was like, okay, well, that could be either be a swerve or he's going to come out tonight. And then all the backstage rumors and stuff. Well, I knew he was going to be backstage. Like, why wouldn't he be Soon. backstage? Well, I'm, they. that's always the case, though. That's another reason. Not with that. an injured superstar, though. Why would, they, yes. why would they fly somebody rehabbing an injury from Iowa to New Jersey for no, just to talk about something? Just to have him backstage to talk about creative possibilities in the future. It's like, oh, well, Stone Cold's backstage. Well, yeah, because they're in Texas. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if they're in a certain town, but this is a different, this is like... It's like also when, like, oh, Enzo and Cass are backstage. Well, so well, they, they <laughs> were backstage coming out. Because I, I know they're backstage because they were, they were trying to test them out on a live a live TV crowd and on live events. That That's that's different. But the moment was awesome. We, we flipped out in this basement. My sister has to get up for her internship, like... One thirty in the morning. She's doing an internship for a TV station, so I couldn't scream. If I was able to scream, the neighborhood would have heard me. I would have flipped out so much because I've always said I'm a, I'm a big Rollins guy, and how his title was ripped away from him, a lot, you know, unfairly, of course, and for him to come back. Well, not for, unfairly. Well, unfair, unfairly by injury, for him to come back in six months after completely ripping his knee up is unbelievable. And I, I really hope that people that don't watch wrestling really appreciate how ama- how amazing that is. How like when NFL players they get out, the the rule is always it's a year at least, at least. If not, they won't be a hundred percent for another year and a half. This man comes back in six months. Well, I mean, yeah, everyone. If you are a sports fan, you have to have some form of respect for this. Even if you don't like wrestling, you just go, oh, it's fake, it's stupid. And like, so, they're still jumping off the top rope, he's still landing on his knee, he's still doing plenty of moves on it. I don't see, I don't, name one person that's ever done that. But, I mean, really, it's hard to compare, like, to football, because it's, 
just another sport. It's, they didn't, no, it's of, of totally course, different, it's just, it's just I used to just use an example of, yeah, of a yeah. different sport, but from an athletic perspective, it's still ama- it's it's amazing. It just shows what Shabby's in and his commitment to the business. And I I thought the moment was great, him catching Roman Reigns by surprise. Do, do you do you wish that like he would have maybe come out with his music when he when he came out for the first time? Like, do you care that it was after the pay per view, or do you think that it made a big impact? Um, I kind of. I did kind of want him to come out to his music because that would have really blown it. Because when, when it happened, I was, like, looking away from the TV because it, it popped. Like, like that was the end. I was like, oh. We, we stood I was, up, and I was, I was waiting for it. I was like, okay, here we go. Well, I, like, I stood up, and I was, like, putting my shoes on to leave. I was like, okay, I'm getting myself together. Mm-hmm. And then I look up, and, then, and he's just dropping a pedigree. I didn't even see him get into the ring. Oh, really? No. Because I was, like, I was getting ready to leave. I didn't expect that at all. So that's why, I mean, that's not why I wish his music came out. I just wish it was more expected. I didn't, you know, Pedigree was cool. I would have just liked to see a stare down, though, personally. But that's just me being nitpicky. The, the moment was still amazing. We both flipped out. He's not even in my, he's not my top three. Probably, maybe top five. But he's not even my top, one of my top favorite wrestlers. So, and, I, and I flipped out. I mean, I, I personally, I personally bought the shirt that night. I think, I think it's a, I think the whole we, and I think a lot of people talked about this. I think we have too on the show, like how, like, oh, when Seth Rollins comes back, he has to have all new gear, is if all new, whole new gimmick, whole new music. That's not necessary. The colors changing, the slogan changing, a different kind of Seth Rollins, not with the authority, is really all they needed in general. And I thought the the moment was fine. He came back, made an impact. Drop Roman Reigns and left a statement in people's minds. Hey, you know what, guys? I'm I'm back. I never lost this title, and this is why I disagreed with Adam about this. That I I don't think I never thought that you could bring Seth Rollins back after the injury and say, you know what, Seth, you're gonna feud with Chris Jericho right away. I think that he'll get his title match, and then he'll probably go off on another feud, depending on what brand he's drafted on. Depending, and same with Roman and, and with the title, of course. But I don't think that you could justify. I know it's a new era, but justify bringing him back and not putting him in the title, especially you know considering the injury he had. And they're basically just starting where they left off in November. It's the same. It's the same thing, but it, it means that much more because of what's happened the last six months. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I, I thought I would have liked to see him go into a feud, but I mean, either way, it doesn't really makes sense to do either either way so yeah he gets his title shot and now he can do something else that's that's cool of, of course and i mean i we've talked about this a lot and i i'm 100 percent behind this idea let me tell you right now when seth rollins came out monday on raw that is a top that is a top guy in the company ovation i that was deafening when his music hit and i don't really care and I'll say this a thousand times. I don't care what. The, I don't care if he says I hate wrestling on the show. Doesn't matter. Oh, he started to act like a heel. Cool. Guess what? He'll still get more cheers than Roman Reigns. The people are like, "Oh, you really offended me." But I was thinking to myself the same thing he was before he got on the mic. Like, okay, all you people hate on his title reign. Number one, you didn't appreciate it. All you do is criticize the man when he was definitely night in night out the best performer they have all round put on the best matches for a long time, carry the company, and people are like, oh, he's not a good champion. He's really bad. I can't for him, wait for him to lose the title. Well, you're an idiot. The ovation, and I'm, I'm beyond excited. And I, I, again, I think that ovation, take it how it is, and the company can try and do whatever they want to make him act like a chicken shit heel again. I hope they don't 
try it. Try and make him the heel, because it's just not going to happen, period. Yeah, it's, it just can't. It's like CM Punk. There's, it just can't do it. There's so there's gonna be such a core following. I mean, of course, you saw who was giving him a thumbs down and who was booing him. It was like the little kids and their dads. I mean, even a majority of the people there were cheering for him. Even when he was like, he had. I think by the end of his promo, he did have. It was I. I thought it was like majority boos, but I mean, you could still hear. And I, when I say majority, I'm saying, like, you could still absolutely clearly hear the cheering. But, like, when we go to shows and we listen to promos, do we boo people during any promos? Most likely not. That's more of, like, the people just going for the show. That's more of, like, the casual fans in general. Like, I'm not trying to say he's going to get cheered the whole time. Of course, Like, of course some people aren't going to like him, but those people aren't the kind of people he's going for. And I think the new character direction, it's, it's new-ish because... Seth Rollins doesn't need to have the fans on his side to win because he didn't need that before. I think that's refreshing. He also, I'm also happy he doesn't need the authority on his side. He's a good enough wrestler in a kayfabe standpoint to hold his own with anyone in the world when it comes to wrestling. That's anybody. That's Nakamura. That's Finn Balor. That's anybody toe-to-toe in terms of ability, in terms of stature for what he did before he got injured. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you... You're preaching to the choir here. I, I, he, he is. He's the he's the guy. I mean, what was he voted last year in the PWI magazine? He was number one. Yeah, I th- for, I'm pretty sure he was number one. I know he for a fact he was top five, and I'm like 99% sure he was top three. And I'm like, I I don't know for a fact if he's number one though. But there's a reason. I thought he was. I think that sounds right. <laughs> he is the guy. He's he's absolutely amazing. I want to see. It would be cool to see him get this match out of the way, this title match. Have Roman win. Who cares? Of course he's going to get booed. but And then put Seth Rollins with like Finn Balor. Put him with AJ. Someone like I want to see him wrestle these guys that are like, Owens. Put him with Owens. He was on ESPN last night. He said the, the, the one guy that I want to wrestle is AJ Styles. We've only wrestled one time. It was in a small armory. 10 years ago. I mean, him and AJ Styles would put on great matches. Oh my gosh. I mean, in terms of uh, Rollins versus Reigns. Reigns to me, and like we've been defenders of him, but he it kind of finally feels like like we want to see this match because of all the history and the back and forth, and it just it feels like the, the new era of WWE. Two guys, WWE, ba- not. I please don't shoot me, IWC. Of course, Seth Rollins had a, an amazing run in Ring of Honor as Tyler Black. Tyler Black, of course, but. At the same time, know it's, his name. It's, it's guys Tyler Black. I just I stumbled a bit because oh, okay. I was looking at know. all these medicine balls over here. Oh. <laughs> Ty Crossy's gonna join the show. No, I'm I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> of course he had hit an amazing run um, in Ring of Honor as Tyler Black. But they're two guys that WWE's kind of brought up and built up the last few years. It, it, lo- it makes a lot more sense. And I don't even think that Seth Rollins needs to win or even should win. I'm not going to give my prediction right now, but Roman Reigns is on a huge run as as the most hated guy. And I don't know where they go with Roman Reigns if he loses. Of course now, with a brand split, there's so many more opportunities for him to be featured. They're, they're a lot more limited with what they had before. Now, if Roman loses, he can just be the... the top guy on, and be in the main rivalry on SmackDown, and it would, he would still be in that level. So that now the opportunities are endless, in my opinion. It changes everything. Oh my gosh, yeah. And just him coming back, like his star power alone adds so much more to the company, because you can literally pair him with anybody. 
and it, especially because of the history with him and Reigns, too. But now think about like, Cena's about to come back next week, and then Randy Orton still needs to come back. Neville. Neville needs to Wyatt. come back. And Wyatt. And then you have all these guys on the back burner in NXT. Like, it's just... it's in. Add all those together. It gets unfathomable. Like we're just like we're talking about one guy having such an amazing impact on the company. Imagine what the other nine that we could we could name can do together. They could change. They will. They will force every WWE hater to become a fan because like oh WWE's mainstream. Like it's it's the monopoly. Like it's where wrestlers go like the characters go to die oh really because now we have aj styles finn balor samoa joe nakamura yeah so how about this blow it out your ass because we yeah. literally there literally is the top wrestlers in the world now you can't say there aren't and you can't and ww the best part is because of nxc wwe is not changing their characters so it, it that, that's the bottom line with that but it's it's still it's mind-blowing to me how much we're talking about rollins and we could be and this is just a whole other topic. How much impact all the other guys are going to have too? But that and that just that also just get, it brings more praise to Rollins. How much are we talking about Rollins right now? We've been talking about him for twenty minutes, and we could keep going for another hour easily because he. You could. There's other. We could think of so many different feuds with him. Think about how he could go against like the bring back the authority. Have Seth Rollins single handedly take them on and. Set up Triple H, or have him go against Owens and set up that match, or AJ because he said he wanted to. Like, there's just so much stuff to, that that this guy could do. He could bring anything. He is so multiverse in wrestling, and he's that good. You can do whatever you want with him. A- absolutely, and I, I, I definitely don't want to sit here and go back and forth about who he should, you know, go go into all the different rivalries Seth Rollins could be in. But it just do you fart? No. It smells like fart. I did not fart. I didn't fart either. Farting on air. It's pretty bad. Definitely definitely, <laughs> de- def- definitely, did not happen. Hashtag <laughs> random moment of the show. <laughs> I smelled fart. Over here. It feel, I felt like I just was a part of a Goldust R-True segment in the middle in the middle of a main storyline. <laughs> this is a good comparison. I just smelled a fart. <laughs> it was definitely not me. I'm not going to sit here and BS on the air. This is supposed to be the real, real wrestling show. We're talking <laughs> the real wrestling show. I'm not going to lie to the audience. Of course, I'm going to tell the audience if I flatuated or whatever. <laughs> flatuated. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Can we get back on track, please? You're already you're getting off topic. <laughs> okay, okay, R-Trizzle. <laughs> no, but uh, but Seth Rollins coming back is definitely a huge story. And before we we get out of here for tonight, I kind of want to get like initial reaction just just quickly to Charlotte and Ric Flair. Uh, I mean, I, I I watched Raw by myself this week. I was a little bit behind, and uh, that was just it. It was she was good, but it was just so like out of nowhere, random. And, and what do you I, mean? It was just. I didn't feel like it was the time for that yet. I felt like I thought this was going to be the introduction to Paige and Becky versus Charlotte, or some new rivalry, or maybe even Bailey. I, I thought this was whenever they had a segment like this, and maybe this is just because I'm getting used to the women being involved in a huge segment of Raw. Like I don't think it's going to be something like that. 
and I, I thought that this would more come from the match. And I actually said this after I said this before payback or extreme rules. I said I think that Charlotte's gonna win, have a definitive win, and which will make her really cocky, and that's fine. But I I just thought that she would lose, or there'd be something in the match that he wouldn't do that would make her. It just to me, even though I, I thought it would happen, I it just felt. I felt like it was, it was really... They were hinting at it like a while ago with the whole Jerry Springer thing, but it just didn't feel like it was the time to do it. If, if, you, if you know what I, know I mean. What you like, mean. Yeah, in terms of saying. the story, like I'm, I'm very happy about it. I'm ecstatic, but it didn't feel the right, the right, as the right time in the story. Oh, I knew when they announced Charlotte, I thought like... Oh, Charlotte has an announcement to make. I thought like... Well, it's one of two things are going to happen. Like, Paige is coming out, or... She's kicking Flair out, her dad. And when they came out to her music, and she's then she was kind of like doing her thing, like praising Dana and her dad. I'm like, okay, Paige isn't coming out. There's no way. Bye bye, Rick. So I knew, I knew right off the bat. I liked it personally. I thought I, I thought it was a cool segment. I'm just saying, like in terms of the story, I thought it was like she was definitely good I mean I think that she could have gone a little bit deeper about her issues with him she, but she was crying she she was crying she, she was, was legit she, crying. she was she was legit so you could tell it was real that I mean, was real she, she was no no she was crying I think because she loves sharing this spotlight with her dad and it's I been, don't it's think so I don't think she was crying because she was like oh you missed all my stuff like I think she could have been like hey you were on the road doing whatever you wanted you know, in terms of dating other people, and I, I, she could have, that that could have been like a lot more serious, and I, it was good, but it could have been a lot deeper, and I, maybe I'm just being too bringing critical. Reed, bringing Reed in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would Reed have to say about this? I wonder what he would have to say about and this. Then, and then, and then Dana Brooke turns white, <laughs> even though she's supposed to be this like big bad tough chick. Yeah. She wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> no, I, I was perfectly okay with it. I thought one thing, if I'm being if I'm gonna be critical about it, it's stupid Charlotte just I don't know why she has to scream into the mic. I don't understand that. Why does she feel like she just needs to yell? She she's fine on the mic, but it's just she, it's no, just she little, is little little in, like nuances like screaming in the mic, shaking your head when you speak every second. Oh, oh, oh she she looks like a topsy a topsy turvy devil. And look, trust me, I could not go out and do what she does or do what any of these guys do in terms of in the ring. Like it takes a long time, especially coming not wrestling before and not being in that situation. Of course, her dad, Ric Flair, of course, like he helps her, and that's definitely made her progression faster but it's still like annoying to, to see it because she got away from that for a while and then she just did it again maybe it was just nerves and she was just sad about the whole rick Flair. yeah i mean it definitely was like an emotional promo and but both i don't know how rick was able to cry that much because i maybe just because it was real like that was real issues being brought up which was i i can totally understand that's definitely why i think Charlotte was crying. I don't think it's because, like, oh, sure, in the moment. No, like, those are real emotions. Like, no, she was definitely, definitely has some, like, un, like some push-down feelings towards her dad. And I'm sure Rick knows that. Of course. But, but I think, I don't know what the yelling deal is. I don't understand that even in the slightest. And the head thing, like, oh, I don't really care. Like, that's, I can get away from that. I do know what you mean, though. And it does, when she is coming at somebody and... Is trying to like insult them directly to their face. She cannot 
pull like like John Cena is a is a statue when he is when he's t- looking someone in the eye he doesn't move mm-hmm. and that, that's because John Cena is just on another level though and Charlotte I, I get is not I'm not comparing those two but she like she bobs around she's fidgety and that is noticeable I don't personally care about it I, it is noticeable though now that you bring it up there's I don't understand the yelling why does she need to yell into the microphone it's like there's so many radio hosts out there. And so, like, even, like, Preston and Steve on WMMR, when I listen to them in the morning, Preston's really big on, um, he's a radio host at, in Philadelphia. Um, he's a chump. Okay. <laughs> is so big on people popping their peas into microphones. I don't know if you know that. So, like, if I'm close to this, I'm going to get close to the microphone and go, like, like if I'm saying the palace, I'll pop the pea. You can clearly hear that on the microphone, like on the audio when it's played back. Mm-hmm. That's it's just that's a that's something that doesn't need to be done. People should be aware of that. I don't know how she's not aware of how loud she gets when she's on the microphone. It's already amplified. Everything is amplified. People can hear you. People could probably hear you outside of the stadium. You don't need to yell. It's, it just makes it that it doesn't look real. It's just, it's just yeah. It's just it's just not necessary whatsoever. No. You know what the perfect example is. She looks like D from It's Always Sunny trying to come at the guys. Like D, because D, G, D gets really in their, in their face. I don't know if you guys ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a comedy on FX. And D's like one of the guy's sisters, and she's always like kind of like the outcast, whatever. And she always tries to come at him, and she always is like kind of coming at him from like a few different angles with her body language, with her, t- with her, her mood. Like it, I, I, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind yeah. of a whole really weird thing in general, and I I really believe that it was more of just Charlotte and Rick crying because like I, I think they're deaf. Obviously, Rick is a good actor, but I think it was more just like, hey, this moment is over with us. Like it, it's really sad. And she look, I'm sure she definitely has pent up feelings. Any wrestling kid does when when you don't see your mom or dad for five days a week, if not for her, like for a lot longer because her house was split up at some point mm-hmm. so i i understand but i don't think that it was as like in terms of personal story personal issues as you think it is but in, in general i thought the segment was great i i'm so happy dana brooks with charlotte I, I gotta tell you i'm i thought about this and eva would have brought dana brooke a lot more heat but putting dana brooke with a women's champion is taking her to a whole new level and it really shows to me that the company trusts trust her and has big plans for her because they can easily just take, eventually, once Dana, once Charlotte and Dana kind of run its course, Dana, Dana goes face. And then Dana's on, a, Dana's on a whole other plateau in terms of the division for working with Charlotte. And Charlotte, not to mention, is also going to help her with wrestling because let's not forget that Charlotte didn't wrestle before she was in, in NXT and neither did Dana Brooke. So it's really going to, it's a good role model for Dana as, like, in a kayfabe standpoint, standpoint, and in it from like just being having like a role model to see what it means to go from that and like how to get to the top. And Dana's rise is even faster than Charlotte's. It, it is. Yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, and you could easily make. I mean, Dana's. She's a super athlete, and she's not that bad on the mic either. And so I. So you could once that that splits up, you could give Dana a mega push. And have her go right to the title immediately. So, well, just, just like what they did in NXT, they had 
what Summer, Sasha, and Charlotte together, and then a few broke off. Then they had Sasha and Charlotte. Charlotte broke off. Then they had Sasha and Becky. Becky broke. It, it, it's like a. It was a constant. Like it was a little bit of a yo-yo in the women's division in NXT, mm-hmm. and they could definitely do that on the main roster. But lots of great topics tonight. Um, awesome, awesome show. I want to thank Adam Daly to cut out a little bit early. JJ McDermott, thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. It was a really cool show. Happy uh, we could talk about the brand split. One thing's for sure, WWE is definitely moving in a new direction, and so is the podcast. We have uh, awesome special guests um, coming up the next few weeks that I will definitely announce very soon. Uh, lots of We're going to do specialty shows like about the WWE Draft, the women's title, NXT. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, you can follow JJ McDermott at JJMCD92, Adam Daly at AdamDaly13, and me at EmmaCool24. And always visit Wrestling Rumors for all your wrestling news and headlines, and follow at Wrestling Rumors on Twitter. Thank you guys so much again, and have a phenomenal week. And Memorial Day weekend. Have fun. Enjoy yourselves.